Welcome to the first edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. In the year of 2021, we've had a two-week hiatus. It's good to be back. And Bubba, today, uh, we're going to go, you know, we, we throw a lot of pitches here at RBU. And, and one of them is that we go inside people connected to the show. You know, we've interviewed all the different uh, members of the Rick and Bubba team. Uh, we've interviewed most of the wives, not, not all, but most of the wives. Uh, we've got two wives that refuse to come on so far, uh, but, but we'll eventually wear them down. Uh, and, uh, but today we're going to be talking to uh, John Wilburn, and that last name may sound familiar uh, to lots of uh, the Rick and Bubba fans, or if you're new and this is the only Rick and Bubba experience that you have, uh, our producer for, what, Bubba, 26 of the 27 yeah. years? Oh, yeah. Twenty six and a half, uh, yeah. probably. Calvin uh, Wilburn, but you know him better as Speedy. Speedy. Uh, we are going to interview his dad today, John Wilburn. So, Mr. Wilburn, welcome to Rick and Bubba University. Well, thank you. A great day. I appreciate being here, guys. Thank you so much. Well, it, it's a pleasure. You have. Uh, we want to get into. You know, we've talked about on the big show. Uh, you know that you have become a children's book author, and we're going to get into that because the latest, yeah. the latest book in the series has been released. But I, I want to start out. Talking a little bit about you, because I want to. I want you, you have a fascinating story, uh, and um, and you know, Speedy's talked about on the show that you you know have you have issues with your sight, uh, yeah, and sadly and sadly some of that has, has gotten uh, worse and deteriorated. But it really, uh, in in a you know an interesting way, uh, was used to save your life. Uh, we, there 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 may not have been a Speedy, and of course you have a daughter uh, named Lynn uh, that may have never existed. Uh, if this problem uh, with your eyes had not revealed something that was very dangerous. So tell, tell, the, tell those that are listening to this or watching today this fascinating story. Okay, uh, sure will. Well, yeah, uh, I've always had early in my early days just a fantastic eyesight. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was a senior in high school, uh, uh, I drove a school bus. Um, but, uh, but right the summer after I graduated, uh, I started noticing I've started having some extremely bad headaches, didn't pay a lot of attention to them, and went on to college my first semester at Mississippi State University. And I began having just excruciating, what's that word? Excruciating. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, headaches. It got worse and worse. And then one day, about mid semester, a, a guy came up to me and said, Boy, you sure are stuck up. And I said, Why? He said, Because I was waving at you over here and you never responded. I said, Well, man, I didn't see you. And uh, anyway, long story short is that it got really bad and I wanted to enter into the ROTC advanced program. And so they, were, they had a physical uh, where some doctors from the uh, Naval uh, facility over in Columbus, Mississippi, came over and performed the physical. And I did not pass the colorblind test, which was surprising to me. And a young uh, Navy doctor told me to the side, he said, you might ought to go back home and get your family dollar to check you because there's something going on in your, in your head up there. I, we don't know what it is. Mm. So in those days, the semester ended the middle of January, you know, not Christmas like the, like it right. does now. And so, and I was having some really bad problems. So I went uh, down there and my dad took me to the old family doctor that actually delivered me, you know, way back when, <laughs> And he, you know, of course, he's just a, and we're talking about uh, January of 1959. Mm. So, uh, so 
we went there and he examined it. You know, he got the light, looked in my eyes and my ears and all that good stuff. And he said, uh, and he told my dad, he said, there's something major wrong here. And he said, it just so happened that a colleague of mine I went to medical school with, who was a newer surgeon in San Francisco, just happens to be right now in Mobile, Alabama, performing a seminar to some young doctors. He said, let me see if I can get in touch with him and have him do me a favor because he's the best to examine your son. So we waited in the lobby and he, sure enough, God worked the miracle. He got this guy on the phone. And so my doctor came back out and told my dad in front of me, he said, Hey, y'all go to mobile right now. Don't even go home and get any clothes, buy him mm. some pajamas at Woolworths. Wow. You know, <laughs> so we took off and he examined me. And of course, nowadays, you know, it's a quick CT scan or PET scan or something like that. But back then they didn't have all those good things. And um, so he examined me, it, it took a week and they wound up, it's kind of wild. They had to shoot some air into my head through some holes they drilled in my brain and oh, my skull my to make air a present where a where X-ray or whatever they call it would reveal whatever. And when they did that, they noticed I had an extraordinary large tumor over in my right lobe of my brain. Mm. And it was, it had at that time pretty much wiped out my, cause your things go, you know, yeah. uh, opposite side, opposite side. Yeah. So it wiped out my optic nerve to my left eye and it was damaging my right eye. So he said, we need to go in there and take care of this like right now. So they did. And he came back out and he said, well, the good news is, is that it was enclosed in some kind of a pouch, a cyst of some kind. We think we got it all, but it was it was malignant. Mm. So we don't know. We think we did. We don't know. So they, you know, I, I was in a hospital for about another two weeks getting healed up. Of course, my eyesight was pretty much shot, but I could see out of my right eye to some degree enough to drive and enough to go back to school. And I did all that good stuff. And anyway, and then over the years, it began to deteriorate just slowly over the years. Uh, nothing they could do about it because it's my optic nerve, my brain, not my external eyeball, you know? Right. So anyway, and that was pretty much what happened to it. And so like I've told people for over the years, I said, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Your story is one of those things. I, even as you struggled with your eyesight, it has to be always kind of a, you know, uh, putting you back in, in the center of the road to think, well, mm -hmm. but it was this eyesight problem <laughs> that was yeah. used to save my life. Exactly. Well, you know, my dear dad, bless his heart. I mean, he was just a fine man, the finest man as you could be. Uh, and I came home when I came home from uh, college, when I finished the, the, my last semester there at college, I came home and I was pretty just, just down. I'm not a down person, but I was kind of down. And he, this is what he called me Hoss. <laughs> he said, Hey, Hoss. <laughs> he said, Hey, Hoss, come here. So I went over. He said, uh, And he, this is this is all he said, and it's stuck with me forever. And it's just what you're saying, Rick. He said, You know, there's a silver lining in every cloud. And, and he had no idea how prophetic that statement was. Well, it's, um, you know, I was listening to the story and, and, you know, some of these wonderful things. Can you imagine, Bubba, when you think about John Wilburn? 
when he said, and you you made a motion to me, he was driving a bus for the school as a senior. I know. In high school. Can you imagine? Where have those days gone on the yeah. work ethic of, and, and the responsibility you could give yeah. a senior in high school to drive the school bus? And then you threw Woolworth out there. You know, the, yeah. the, the famous the yeah. famous Woolworth department stores. Uh, you know, that, that really takes us back to a much different time. All right, so we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to jump in next to, you know, that you're, you're tied to the show and, and what it's like yeah. to be the dad of, of Speedy Wilburn. And then uh, and, and we'll come back in a third segment and we'll talk about the latest uh, in the Larry the Leaf series. We're going to talk about where Larry the Leaf came from, uh, the success of the first book, and let everybody know that the second book in the series is now um, available. We'll tell you more about that when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. All right, we're back. Uh, John Wilburn is our guest. That is Speedy's dad. So let, let's talk a minute about that. Um, when you started thinking about Speedy and, and what, is, what is it like to be Speedy's dad, uh, when, 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 when he started working with this show, I w- I've never really talked to you about this, and that's why I love this podcast. What, what were your thoughts about Speedy stepping into the world of radio and ultimately the world of Rick and Bubba? Well, it was kind of like, um, I, it was almost like an answer to prayer in a way, because, uh, when he first went to JSU and, you know, went through the college and then one, a few times we went there and he was doing a little, I think for the, uh, college radio station, a little disc jockeys type stuff, but, I, but he was still trying to basically, in my opinion, find himself, so to speak, you know, and, uh, and whenever he told me he was working f- for you guys, uh, is, and if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think initially, wasn't he called Speed Racer? That's correct. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Speed Racer, he, the full name, yeah. When we yeah. got him out of Speedy's Playhouse. <laughs> That's what it read me, exactly. <laughs> and, and I can remember thinking, well, okay, and you guys, I, I knew were, were, were grounded in, in Christianity. You're, you, you love the Lord. And I said, well, it's going to be great for him because he was raised that way. He just – like everybody else wanted to go sow a few wild oats a little bit, you know, but I said, that's fantastic. And then I began to just watch him develop over the years. And I can remember way back at y'all's beginning, y'all 27, 26 years ago, didn't, don't they have a, some kind of a monument or a statue in Gaston with like a, an something with a finger missing on a statue? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's actually a statue of a little girl from the civil war called Emma Sansom. Okay. Or, or if you want to say it right, Emma Sampson. Right, and, Emma Sampson. Yeah, we, that's so funny. Everybody gives us a hard time about <laughs> yeah. that. And they even had a high school named after her there. It's not there anymore. And she, uh-huh. and it was a – and the monument had her pointing to Black Creek River. Was that right? Yeah, was, not, it, Black Creek. She, oh. she was showing the troops where to forge the, the, the oh, river. Yeah, okay. yeah, to try or to the creek. It, it was a creek, but uh, – A part of the river. <clears throat> probably the Mighty Coosa. Yeah. And, and so she – her finger was prominent because it's pointing to where uh-huh. they should cross – and somebody broke the finger off of the statue, and so we, as a show, were trying to find the, the finger. Yeah, well, that was so fun. I just uh, You're doing all kind of things to, in terms of, I guess, to create a show and make it interesting for everyone, but uh, I remember listening to it a few days. Of course, you didn't reach out very far back in those days at that little small station, I guess, you know, but we would drive into the, I guess, the uh, area where you could pick, pick the, the frequency up and and I remember one time where Speedy Speed Racer was out trying to look for clues to find the missing finger and all those kind of things, and and it developed from there. But but I just appreciate uh, we were very thankful, 
you were because it he became more and more mature, settled down, uh, a lot of responsibility. Because we did a lot of praying for God to give him the gift of responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> and you mean a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. And he uh, so, but he began to develop and develop, and here we are today. So that's that's kind of it, really. Yeah, that was uh, that was a big promotion back then. We called it, uh, "Hey, Rick and Bubba, give us the finger." Yeah, it was give. It, 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 that's what it was called. Give, was us, good. give us the finger. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we were we were trying to find it to get it back. So you know, does you know? And we talked about this with all of our family members, and you're you're certainly in this position. Mm-hmm. Is is there has there ever been? Does it did it ever get old to you and your wife and your daughter, or get uncomfortable that you know your lives are? I mean, they're, they're broadcast to a lot of people. I mean, you know, we've talked to you on the show many times. Speedy's mentioned things that go on with the family. Uh, did that take some getting used to? It took some getting used to, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't mind it because, uh, you know, the way it was handled, the way it was done in, in good, you know, good taste, so, so to speak. But uh, it took a little time to get used to it because to turn on the radio, of course, you know, Huntsville's a big audience, and turn on the radio uh, and just all of a sudden hear – your name mentions it. Whoa. You know, so, uh, <laughs> but it's okay. We're cool. You know, <laughs> well, you know, everybody on the show, their family has kind of become a household name. Yep. You know, yep. they, uh, cause you know, we got four hours to fill every day. Yeah, so yeah. everything's on the table for a long time. What about <laughs> when we used to do the speed racer adventures and oh. you, you mentioned one, but we, we sent him out and he, he, oh, yeah. he, he did some pretty dangerous things. Did, uh, did you or mama, ever say, Hey, I don't know that you, you need to let him talk you into that. Uh, well, I was a little concerned the time he did the skydiving deal, you know, yeah. uh, that I said, Whoa, you know, but, uh, but, and what was another one that, um, I didn't course, like buried alive. Yeah. Buried no, alive. No, makes no, me I nervous. I didn't, care, I didn't care for that. And what I, the one that used to tickle me the most is when he and Mickey Dean and, uh, Don Juan would go on these ghost hunting trips or whatever. Oh yes. Halloween. Oh yes. So, those were funny. Uh, yeah. What, but, what, yeah, it's a lot of different things he did. And the, the one that kind of – was, wasn't it like a Kiss concert where he jumps on, off on, the, on the stage and gets into a wrestling match with a security guard or something? I forget what that was. Yeah, yeah. that was kind of more of a speedy thing than a show bit. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you so. have that 100% correct. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know you would grab that one uh, and bring that <laughs> one back, but – no, that, 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 that absolutely happened. Uh, we looked up on the stage, and there, there he, was. he was. There he was next to Ace Freely. Uh, and, uh, and he did have a bit of a tussle with security. He said the only time that he was really, when we interviewed him even on RBU, he said the only time that he, he really said, I got I to gotta back out of this, was the climbing of the water tower. Oh, yeah, that, in, that got him. In Nashville. Yeah, that yeah was, I didn't like that one either. Yeah, that that got there. him because of when that ladder, I guess, kind of, begin to wiggle or whatever yeah. happened to it uh whew, you know uh, that's, that was tough and that, i think that affected his psyche for a while you yeah know? I, no i i agree with you 100 percent. no i did enjoy the russian jet that he went the russian that was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, and that the was, dog attack, dog I, attack about was, that. I heard that on the best of show yeah. this past yeah those were dandy in the swimming with a shark deal oh yeah yeah oh and, you good. know what rick we forgot when we shot at him in the storm uh shelf Oh, we forgot about that? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. You know, I forgot we shot guns, Eddie. I <laughs> <laughs> And we tried to blow it away with 300-mile-an-hour wind. 
We ran a car into it. Yeah. Oh, that no, was a pretty big day. That was big. Sure, I'm not getting a talent fee for this. Hmm. So there has to be a moment, you know, now when you think, when somebody says, oh, is, is your son the one that uh, <laughs> that ran across a, you know, pro-am golf tournament? Oh, yeah. You, mm. Are we going to leave that one out? <laughs> well, yeah. No, we're not going to leave it out, but I thought, oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> is that one of those where you said, call me when the show's over today? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'll tell you another <laughs> one, too, that uh, I, I really got tickled when he broke into the, was it the Georgia Dome? Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Ran 100 uh, yards. And he got arrested and had to, I forget the details there, but that was, uh, that was that exciting. Was, that was something. Yeah. That, that, you know, sometimes I, so you, there's no hard feelings. I don't feel any from you. Oh no, not at all. That not we, at all. That, you you <laughs> said whatever for the show, I guess. Whatever for the show. And, uh, he's, <laughs> you know, y'all have, uh, I, I guess, discipled him, men, mentored him very nicely, which we've always just, you know, thank God for, and uh, he's come a long ways and, and he's so fantastic. You know, well, you see how he hovers over, over us. He, he makes sure his mom and dad are okay, especially since, you know, we're 80 years old now. So he watches over us pretty, pretty strong. We appreciate that so much. Well, we've said it before. It's really good to have him on your team. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he, he's got a, he's got a gift set of looking oh, after people. And, it, uh, he he's a, he's a great husband and a great father, which has to you know, if, if, if when he if, greets you, you feel oh. like you are the top of the world. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Really? And, and we I, call him an overgreeter, but he, I mean, right. he really makes you feel right. good. Now you yeah. never did. You never attended Calvin's playhouse, right? I mean, that, you never saw that <laughs> no, when he was, I never saw that. No. Okay. Well, and, and see, there's God working. Again. <laughs> yeah. There. But, but, <laughs> Amen. But, but, but the, the one thing I want to ask you, you ask you too, because your, your wife's quite the character on well, the show too. And I'm, yeah. I'm wondering because, you know, Speedy was talking about, you know, everywhere she goes, she makes friends and she becomes, oh, yeah. when she went through her, her cancer treatment, she oh, became yeah. the, the, the life of, 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 the, of the party. One of the friendliest people you'll well, ever meet. Well, here's what I'm wondering. Exactly. Did Speedy get his over-greeting from his mother? Well, yeah, it's he a, may have. He it's may a have different a, kind of greeting. It is, it is. Yeah. She, she's so friendly with people. I mean, we'll go to a grocery store, you know, and uh, – First lady, she says, oh, your hair looks great. And it's, it, you can see it just brighten up that person. And she didn't know who that person is. You know, another, another, another she didn't say that to a guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is Speedy. I mean, Speedy, you know, he, yeah. he greets people wherever he goes. He's never met uh, a stranger. Yeah. And, and he'll well, over-greet. Now, his topic choices are different at, at yeah. times. But, right. but uh, so we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this new journey uh, that you uh, that you started being uh, now you've been writing for a while and we'll talk about that uh, mm-hmm. but these these children's books that that have become a, a big hit on the show uh, the Larry the Leaf series so we're going to come back we'll unpack that with our guest today John Wilburn on Rick and Bubba University the podcast all right so Bubba this let's just tell those that are, that are enjoying Rick and Bubba University the podcast right now because we can be friends with them the odds are that they are paying too much for their automobile insurance and their home insurance. What does it hurt to check? You're right. You might as well know because, Bubba, you did it. I've done it. Uh, I pretty much just knew because I was trying to get a mortgage on a house that they required <laughs> insurance that I needed oh, to get. Yeah. So, you know, I, I called the same insurance company my parents had used. I did the same thing with the first automobile that I've ever purchased. And, I, you know, you pretty much stay with these people. But you never really check to see if you're overpaying. That's why Gabby can come to the rescue. Would you like to put in your pocket this year an extra $961 
Well, that's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. That's why that you know if you're shopping for insurance like like we did, use Gabby uh, because it's so simple. You just go to Gabby.com. Okay, you go there right now, G-A-B-I.com. You you want to hit, then hit a slash and put Rick Bubba, G-A-B-I.com slash Rick Bubba. I mean, minutes. You give them a little bit of information they need on your insurance. Then they'll pull up 40 different companies, and all the big names are there, uh, Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers, and all the others. And then they show you, these companies, what they want you to pay for the exact same coverage. Remember, we're not asking you to downgrade the coverage. It's the exact coverage. Apples to apples, and then you look what they're charging versus what your current insurance company is charging, and you know what you do? You decide if that if the if your insurance company is paying you, uh, ask you to pay too much, uh, and and if it's worth the switch, and I think you know nine hundred sixty dollars on average would be worth the switch, uh, then you make the switch. It's really that simple. And if it's not, then you just keep the insurance you have. You're probably overpaying. So check out. There's no obligation to do anything, and it's free. G-A-B-I.com slash Rick Bubba. That's G-A-B-I.com slash Rick Bubba. John Wilburn is our guest, Speedy's dad, on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. <laughs> we've uh, we've gone back through uh, you know his uh, life testimony, which is fascinating. Uh, we've talked about what it's been like to have a son on the Rick and Bubba show <laughs> in the role that Speedy plays for our team. <laughs> and, and one of the things that Speedy brought to our attention one day was, hey, my dad's written a children's book. Uh, and, and uh, you know that that caught us a little off guard, Mr. Wilburn, because you yeah. you'd been in the stockbroking business, right? Oh yeah, I enjoyed the the financial world quite a bit. Yeah, yes, I finally walked out of it, retired in uh, 2012, I guess it was. And, and the only reason why I left then is because I couldn't see the computer anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you've taught Speedy to to really watch every penny. Oh, yeah. yeah. He always leaves his wallet in the car, you know. That's something that's tight. <laughs> he must be sitting on a pile. It got to be. got to be. <laughs> He's got the first dime he made. Yeah, well, <laughs> well you, you've done a great job teaching him to, <laughs> to be responsible. We're joking, of course. Uh, so, Larry the Leaf, all right, first of all, you've all, you, this, you, your desire and love of writing was, was not something new, right? You had always – Dabbled a little bit in writing, yes, no. Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, real quickly. Uh, <clears throat> what? I guess I could go back to a starting point. Of all times, it was a freshman in high school. Mm. Uh, the first day we walked into class, uh, the English class. I never forget her name was was Miss Thompson, and she walked around and gave somebody and everybody an object, and told them before the the bell rang, they had to write a three hundred word. Uh, overview of what they had in their hand and she walked up and she gave me a pipe cleaner let you get back you clean the old smoking pipes and so i had to write words about a pipe cleaner what i thought about a pipe cleaner and the the different aspects of a pipe cleaner (laughs) and but that gets your imagination really rolling you know and uh I didn't write too much after that, uh, but that kind of, I can go back to that point, you know, but, but as time went along, probably going back 30, 25, 30 years ago, I started just kind of sitting around writing things, writing poems. I kind of started off on poems, uh, just doing a lot of that. And then one day, about four years ago, I just sat down at this uh, old dinosaur computer we had at the house and. I couldn't see too much, but I began kind of 
pecking with my right index finger. Uh, I think what's what was the uh, is it called a Word something on on Word, Microsoft? Yeah, Word document is that it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I started pecking around, and I don't know why I wound up writing the word leaf, and then I started just kind of playing around with that, and then one thing led to the another and I started kind of, kind of creating a little story about this leaf in a tree and his, all of his animal buddies. And <laughs> it just kind of started rolling, you know, and I, I finished it and left it just in the computer there. And then one day, uh, our granddaughter, Johnette was come, came to visit and she was sitting at the old computer and she happened to notice it. And she spun around and said, Hey, who wrote this? And I said, well, I did. She said, wow, we need to do something about this. And that's kind of, she found actually two or three different publishing houses that had accepted the manuscript. And I chose the the one we, we have now, uh, Christian Faith Publishing. But that's kind of how it got started. So the audience <laughs> has always wanted to know, is Speedy the leaf? Well, he was kind of the leaf in the first book. You know, the, 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 I mean, right. the original book, I yeah, guess. Yeah. So I guess you could say he couldn't, uh, I, he couldn't shed that, that role. He, I guess he still is, but this has got some events in this, in this, in this Larry Leaf and the Thieves that, well, I guess in a way he's kind of a handler, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So well, I, I thought, guess, you know, I, I thought the first one where Larry had got a DJ set up and started doing, <laughs> you know, parties. I thought that's, <laughs> that's kind of where it led me to think that's, it might be that, speedy. That was, that was it. Uh, it is kind of, kind of funny. I rolled a Larry, the leaf and the surprise birthday party. And when my, in my super duper skills on a computer, after I'd finished it, I thought it was really great. I was going to submit it and I deleted the whole cotton picking thing. You gotta be kidding me. No, can't find it. Don't know where it is. Well, that could be book number three. Yeah. I don't know where it is, but I don't know what happened. You should have saved it automatically. I would think. Yeah. I I would have thought, uh, We've gone inside and out, and Speedy tried to help me find it. This is a good while back, and we just can't find it. I don't know what I did. Well, you but. can't even have a book. No. Nope. Uh, so so the first one, because some people who are watching this or listening to this may not even be aware of the first one. So it's Larry the Leaf, and it's available if you go to Amazon and you look for Larry the Leaf by John C. Wilburn, uh, mm-hmm. and you'll see that, and that's from Christian Faith Publishing. But now, and I forget, how many years between the first book and now this new one? Probably because of the second one, the, the new one gotten delayed with because of this pandemic. Oh, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's probably close to three, two and a half, three years uh, between the books. And, and what yeah. was the response to the first one? Obviously, they asked you to, I think we've answered our own question. <laughs> publishers, <laughs> yeah, publishers don't ask you to write a second book if the first one was a dud. That's but, true. But, uh, but uh, were, were you surprised? I mean, it, I will- it was quite a response to it. I, I was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't enormous, but it was apparently it was very good because the publisher told me directly that it was unusual to have this much response to a first time unknown author. Uh, so, I, so I said, well, okay, cool. Uh, but I tell you what, the, the time that y'all invited me uh, to be on your, in your studio to promote that first book, it really had a great impact. I think probably, I don't know how many, maybe close to a thousand of your listening people wind up buying the book. Well, and, and, and this is going to happen on this one too. The, the new one is called Larry, the leaf and the thieves. So, so tell us a little bit what, what happens. Uh, don't we have to give the whole book away, but uh, yeah. what, what's happening with Larry? What's Larry done now? What's going on? 
Well, it's kind of an interesting book. I, my imagination started kind of going bonkers with me on this, but I, so I was sitting around one day and thinking, well, what can Larry the Leaf uh, do while he's still in, in Max the Maple Tree? You know, he's still up there. He's, he's alive and well. And um, it, so it began to come to me. Uh, so I'm not going to give you the whole story, but but uh, Larry notices that the family, there's a, there's a family with a little girl and a dog that live right adjacent to the woods. And he notices they, they leave to go to town or somewhere. So the house is vacant. And um, when, they, when they leave, the book shows the, the detail that the daddy turns on the radio in the car. And the first thing that comes out of the radio is an alert that there are thieves in the county that's uh, breaking and entering homes and everybody should be alert. And that's all you hear. Uh, and so then, but Larry doesn't know this. And so he's up in the tree and minding his own business. And a little later on, one of the characters, Molly, the bluebird flies up and lands next to him and says, Hey, I just saw the strangest thing on the other side of the pasture on the other side of the woods where that, where that logging trail comes to a dead end and said, what's that? I saw two weird looking guys on a motorcycle ride up and hide their bike. And, oh, okay. So long story again, without getting the whole thing. Well, Larry was curious about this. He doesn't know about the thieves. So we send Sammy the squirrel off to see if he could find these people and see what they look like and come back and give him a report. So he runs and he finds them and he comes back and said, doesn't look too good. One of them's carrying a crowbar. <laughs> And they look, they look a little weird and they're kind of wandering in this direction. And so anyway, so they have some other people go and eavesdrop and they find out that these guys really are headed to the farmhouse to rob it. Uh oh. And so that's kind of how it gets, gets going. And I'll give you one funny excerpt in it. To me, it's funny, even though I wrote it. Uh, you, two of the characters, Sammy the Squirrel and Randy the Raccoon. All right. And so right in the middle of all the controversy with the thieves and you'll have to read that it's kind of kind of neat uh, larry tells the, these two characters he said go into the house go down through the chimney get into the house and you'll find a thing called a telephone <laughs> and this is what one looks like and he said i want y'all to go dial 911 and sammy says but larry we don't know our numbers yet <laughs> 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 yeah and so it is, it is kind of funny. So anyway, so um, they get in there and, they, and of course he tells them, if you, you take the receiver off, he explains all that and you hear a buzzing noise. And he said, well, you don't need to know the numbers. There's three rows of buttons on the top left is what we call a one. And on the bottom right is what we call a nine. So he says, Randy, you jump on the nine one time, one time and Sammy, you hit the one two times. <laughs> So they do that. And of course the dispatch operator answer it. And you know, what's your emergency? And she kept, you know, they don't say anything. I mean, they, they're just growling, you know, whatever. And so she turns around to her boss. He said, strangest thing. We got an emergency call, but all I hear is animal sounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one little excerpt in there. And of course you got, uh, Freddie, he's a, well, I call him a Sergeant B he's the head of the bees. Oh yeah. And, and he gets involved and it gets kind of wild. Of course you got uh, Milton, the black, the black bear, and you got Dave, the deer. He's got, got a good head of antlers. I see that. And uh, so they kind of get after him, and it's a whole deal. And of course the family comes back home and 
the police show up and it's interesting. It's interesting. And, uh, you know, I want it to be interesting and fun, but I also want to try to teach children's things if I can. And, it, you know, so one of the first things that happens in the book is that the little girl, Katie and her dog Skippy are in the back seat. And I go through the process of them putting on seatbelts. Uh, you know, and just, you know, if a kid's reading this, well, that'll rich in their brain a little right. bit. And then uh, Katie asked her daddy, daddy said, okay, if I say a prayer for Skippy, because we're taking him to the vet. So, you know, prayer is important. So I kind of blend that in. And then right before the attack on the thieves, Max, the maple tree calls all the animals around he to come to him where they can develop a plan to what, what can they do about these thieves? And they get, they go through all that. You'll read that. But just before they go charging off to execute their plan, Max says, wait a minute, wait, wait. we need to ask, ask the Lord to bless our efforts and mm -hmm. so us, give us wisdom and so forth. So I try to incorporate those things in there for, you know, it, because that's what it's all about, you know. Larry the Leaf and the Thieves. It is the latest in the Larry the Leaf series. Uh, John Wilburn Speedy's dad is the author. Uh, you can get that at Amazon. Uh, we'll come back and tell you more about that when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. All right, does it make sense – uh, that the same company who controls half of the online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home. I, I, I don't like the sound of that, Bubba. I mean, <laughs> no. uh, what about the idea that a single company controls 90% of, of Internet searches, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of information in one place. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're giving them too much power. Uh, how about big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your Bubba and mine and those of you that are listening to this, your, your personal data. It's time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and the tech juggernauts. It's time to do that, and that's why we love ExpressVPN. Now, I want you to think about how much of your life you spend on the Internet, sadly, every site you visit, video you watch or message you send gets tracked and, and it's something called data mined. They mine that data. Yep. And, and, but if you run express VPN on your device, and this is, it's easy to use. Even I can do it. Uh, the software hides your IP address, something the big tech, uh, you know, tries to find, uh, cause they want to personally identify you, but express VPN makes your activity harder to trace and to sell to advertisers. Express VPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and these eavesdroppers on your network. Uh, it does it all without slowing your connection. I know that's what I was worried about, but it, it doesn't slow it at all. ExpressVPN, that's why they're rated number one, the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired, and we love it because it's easy to use. Download the app on your phone or computer, tap one button. You know what, Bubba? You're done. There you go. You're done. So uh, stop handing over your personal data to big tech it's a monopoly, and they're mining your activity, and they're selling your information. Protect yourself with the VPN that we trust uh, to keep us safe online. ExpressVPN.com slash Rick Bubba. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, VPN.com slash Rick Bubba. We're going to get you an extra three months for free. ExpressVPN.com slash Rick Bubba right now to learn more. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, this is the first one of 2021. And we've started it with a bang. We got Speedy's daddy on here. Uh, it is John Wilburn, and uh, he is, uh, has retired from uh, the work he did in the financial community. Uh, and uh, in 2012, uh, started kind of 
fiddling around with writing and and has written a series of children's books. We introduced Larry the Leaf, the first one, uh, and now the second one is out, and it's uh, Larry the Leaf and the Thieves. Uh, it just released. You can get it by going to Amazon and, and searching Larry the Leaf and the Thieves, uh, and uh, you can uh, uh, just look for John C. Wilburn and Christian Faith Publishing, Faith Publishing, and you can get you a copy. And, you know, it's one of these things that, that I think about, uh, Mr. Wilburn, is, you know, having having five children and, and, Bubba, you having children, I can remember one of the things that we enjoyed, and we still talk about them to this day, Good Night Moon and, you know, and, and, all, and all these <laughs> mm-hmm. things. We would sit down with our kids when they were learning, you know, to start to figure out what it's, you know, about reading and letters and pictures and you sit down with them, and you put them in your lap, and you read a good children's book with them. But 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 I will say there was a time when there was some pretty good stuff out there. But now, just like everything else, the things that we're exposing small children to, you know, just because something says it's a children's book, uh, be sure and vet that out. And what I love about this, this is a throwback to when you sat down with your child and you opened up a children's book, and it really was a children's book with some – some things that they needed to start learning and you could enjoy together. Right. So well, let's talk about what's next for you. Are you going to continue with this series or, or, or are there other things that you feel like God's calling you to? Now, first of all, I got to ask this question with the issues with your eyesight, which we talked about to begin with, what is the process of you writing a book? How do you do it mechanically? Well, that's a very good question. Um, not able to write per se, like like you and everybody else. Uh, on my iPhone, uh, there's a. Uh, well, let me give it to you in two parts. But on my iPhone, there's what they call a note app. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'll I'll do everything on my note app, even though it's just really there for notes, you know, not for writing books. But uh, the way it is formatted and set up is easier for me to use and I do it all by voice. And so I, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, I'll just speak in the sentences, the words at a, one word at a time, the sentences and so forth. And then, uh, at some point in time, I'll get probably my, Becky, my wife or Johnette to read through it to make sure See if it kind of picked up my work, because you know what that app doesn't doesn't understand Alabama English. Too good. <laughs> no, and, I, and I noticed something that I can't let go here. You mentioned uh-huh. your wife, and you mentioned your daughter. You uh-huh. did not mention Speedy <clears throat> editing it at all. Well, I, you know, he's. I tell you, I thought about that. It, now, now he's kind of really coming to the play to help me with a lot. But mm-hmm. initially, you know, he was so just so busy uh, with the show with you guys and driving back and forth to Tennessee with the Titans and, you know, whatever else going on. I just didn't want to just throw another log on the fire there. That's the only reason. You, I you know what? That was a very diplomatic it, it answer. Was. Gosh, it was. That was. And I know he's not coming up and cutting your grass as much as you like. <laughs> no, no. Especially that backyard. More, he could come a few more times. Yeah, so, there, there's, some, there's some animals in the backyard. <laughs> well, well, you know, Bubba and I, and I don't do it as much as Bubba has tried for the reason that I see, you know, these things that you speak into, when, when we're talking, and you mentioned that, you, you have to have somebody look at it because it's yeah. great technology, uh, uh-huh. but you, you they, it doesn't always hear us the right way. No. There's an app uh, that's a great, it's really designed for what I do, 
but I can't handle it that very well. It's called Pages mm-hmm. is the name of the app. And it's set up to write uh, essays, books, uh, you know, things of that nature. But it's a few more steps involved. And it's just harder for me to, to negotiate. So I always kind of fall back on the good old, quote, notes, end quote. You know, you know so whatever works, what you know, okay. whatever works. What about the first time? Because we've read some of your poetry. You also do poetry. Oh, I do. I enjoy that. I enjoy poetry. In fact, you probably didn't read it, but I wrote one just recently I gave to Speedy called Adios 2020. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people will join you in quoting that one. You don't have you to have that handy when we get Speedy yeah. to read it real quick, do you? I know he's there. Yeah, I got it handy. It's, uh, it's on my phone on notes. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, just tell him to come in there and, and sit down over your shoulder and give us a read on that one. You got to find it, son. Uh, Speedy, if you can find Adios 2020, I know you're there yeah. helping. Uh, Are you there? Are you in the room? Yes, sir. Tell him okay. that we, we want him to find Adios 2020 on your phone. Oh, they want you to find Adios 2020 on your phone. You may have it on your phone. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the first time you're listening, okay, Mr. Wilburn? Yeah. And we have one of your poems. And we decide that we're going to let Greg Burgess read it. Oh, yeah. He does a good job. You know what? There, there's something uh, about the team of you and Greg that works. It, it is. I just I get the biggest joy and kick out of, of uh, Greg reading my poems. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, are you like the rest of us? I, I think we all. I just sent it to the team, guys. Oh, did you really? Okay. So is it uh... – all right, Bubba, see, I'm looking to see if I have Adios 2020 on here. Yeah. So I think that's a sentiment that we all had. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, I know that we've all been lured into a bit of a delusion just because the dates change. Yeah, that that, that date was just set up by, you know, a Roman dictator at one time. It, it really it, it, it really doesn't mean we start over. It's not like an inning or a, a set in tennis, you know. It's just it's just kind of a calendar date, really. It is. But, but it felt good, didn't it, for us to change yeah, that number? Yeah. We, we all were trying to get – we needed a goal out there, right. Rick, and we didn't need it to be complicated. All right, so uh, so yeah. ask, ask Speedy, did he, did he text it to me? Is that what I should be looking for? Yeah, right. he did. Okay. He did. And uh, so you, you got Adios 2020 over, Bo? Yeah. I don't know watch, I do. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right let, let's, uh, let, let me see what I got here. I, I think I've got Adios uh, coming here in a minute. So uh, if, <laughs> yeah, okay. if you have it, Bubba, you can read it. Do you want to read it to Well, us? I thought Speedy was going to read yes. it. I thought yeah. that was the whole tell, Hey, Mr. Weber, tell Speedy we want him to read it. Hey, Speedy. Yes, sir. They want you to read the Adios 2020. Yes, sir. All right. All right, Speedy. All right, Speedy. So what, all right, Speedy all right. Read it to us. Yes. Adios 2020. Can you hear him? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, Dan, you got to lean down just a little more, Speedy, so I can see you. All right, there we go. I've got the antibodies, just so y'all know. Okay, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2020 has left us a lot in its wake, and we gladly, we gladly wave bye-bye. As it fills our rearview mirror, we let out a big sigh. It brought us turmoil, COVID-19, election fraud, and corruption. It caused much heartache and loss and gangs hell-bent on destruction. But wait, it was not a year of just darkness and pain. There was rays of hope, healing, and joy that broke through the dark clouds and rain. Cancer was defeated, books were written, and people became spiritually alive. Yes, 2020 brought us to our knees, yet as Americans, we can and will continue to grow, doing more than just to survive. Uh, and at that time, adios yeah, 2020. Adios 2020. And at that and at that time, at that time, let's be honest, Mr. Wilburn. Yeah, uh, you didn't know Biden was going to win. 
No, uh, but I but uh, but you, I kind of figured it was because of the you know what was going on, but I didn't know. Well, uh, it's it. But but thank you. I mean, you have, and if you've never followed Speedy's dad on on Twitter, uh, you know, you always do a good job of trying to keep people you know inspired and 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 yep. hey, you know, you know what you're doing. You're living out what your dad told you. You know, when you had the issue mm-hmm. with your eye, you know, there's always that's true. That is so yeah, true. You, you keep trying to put that silver lining out there for for everybody to enjoy. And and uh, you have been uh, a, a great sense of joy for, for all of us on the team. Thank you for your, you know, not taking yourself too serious, always yep. uh, being willing to come on and cut up with us a little bit. And, um, <laughs> Y'all are great. Yeah, and thank you for the job that you, that you obviously, you and your wife have done with your son. He's uh, uh, has oh, yeah. been a, a, an asset uh, for us through all these many years and all the things we've been through. Oh, uh, and, and the things that are, that are still to come. So thanks for taking time to be on with us. If you're looking for the, the books, uh, they are available on Amazon. Larry the Leaf, uh, there's the original. If you've never, Go ahead and get them both if you've never had that. Uh, right. And if you read the first one and you were anxiously awaiting for the second one, uh, it is Larry the Leaf and the Thieves. And you can get that also by going to Amazon and just search um, Larry the Leaf. You'll see both of those books there uh, by John C. Wilburn. Uh, it's published by Christian Faith. Publishing. So, uh, Mr. Wilburn, if thanks. Could, thanks. If I could insert real quick, sure. the third book's title is going to be Larry the Leaf and the Adventure at the County Fair. Oh, so you, you uh-huh. already got it. Hey, I'm already Larry's there. going on the road. Larry the Leaf and the Adventure of the County Fair. Bubba, that may be one based on you and me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't gotten much further than the title and the intro, but I'm going to. It's, it's, it's probably at least a year away, but you know. Yeah. Well, thank you. You got to start. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate you taking time to be with us. Speedy, thank you for going up there and working this out tech, uh, technologically. And thanks to all of you for joining us on the first edition of 2021 of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.